0: So, good morning. Um, So, today I wanted to um, reflect a little bit on the cultivation of goodwill and kindness. Uh, This was my um, (coughs) aspiration for uh, this year, the cultivation. Um, So, just really kind of wanted to and give that some um, just time to consider how to live how to live that more fully um, just uh, I was just thinking about how, as a child, this um, sense of goodwill is something that sort of came around once a year at Christmas time, and uh, suddenly there's a kind of abundance of it, and then uh, <laughs> <I> sort of
1: <laughs> disappeared from the- <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the year.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this kind of beautiful uh, possibility at, at, at that time of year, but then also where does that leave us uh, um, throughout the rest of our lives? You know, so, you know, a lot of that to get through. So, just uh, one of my you know, um, favourite stories that I think was a. And an amazing expression of this was the, the, the Christmas Day truce that uh, occurred in 1914 in World War One, And uh was just um, this kind of sort of... just this sort of human recognition of something beyond conflict and uh, aggression and hatred and just this... Um, Kind of transcendent quality of kindness and goodwill that kind of r- rose up in the hearts of uh, those soldiers that, when fully identified with their personal identities and German, English, French, friend, enemy, self, other, you know, loving and hating, all of those become very real. But for that, um, just those that one day and one night, this. Um, this, something r- rose up in those the, the hearts of those beings and uh, this image of um, you know, first starting to send greetings this is kind of very radical from sending grenades and bullets and uh, you know, weapons of destruction to uh, sending loving greetings and uh, we you know, wishing well and and uh, then actually, Kind of literally coming up out of the trenches, and this willingness to embrace um, and meet each other in this, uh, in just this space of human human kindness, um, and uh, and then exchanging gifts, exchanging gifts of cigarettes and tobacco, and uh, sharing songs, and, uh, and 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 you know actually embracing each other and. Uh, This is um, kind of powerful to to think about, this sense of uh, just remembering that, you know, all all beings seek their own welfare. And uh, so, you know, no matter, you know, what's happening out there, we can, you know, we can set the intention to maintain an attitude of, of kindness and, uh, And uh, I really particularly like this image of uh, kind of coming out of the trenches because somehow that's what we do to ourselves when we get submerged in ill will and uh, uh, just get kind of lost in that kind of attitude. It's like we kind of feel this sort of sinking down feeling uh, into these unwholesome states of of, uh, kind of misery. And, uh, you know, we have this. A possibility always to to rise up whenever we, whenever we recognise that we're we're kind of lost in those trenches again. And uh, in one um, sutta, the Buddha Buddha talks about if you are literally attacked by bandits and they're kind of soaring off your arms and legs, that uh, to to allow a thought of aversion to arise is not you're not fully practicing uh, metta or goodwill. And this can sound like an impossibly high. Standard, but uh, it's just remembering the Buddha is pointing us to that. That's our highest potential when we fully cultivate uh, this practice. That we, we all have that that, that possibility, and uh, you know, and also just also how we're relating towards ourselves. You know how we, you know, maybe we you know we don't literally take to soaring off limbs, but but we do cut off. The parts of ourselves that we we don't like, or we feel that we can't accept, or we feel that the world won't accept and social conditioning, and uh, we're kind of either numbing out or literally cutting off uh, parts of ourselves, and it's sort of uh, splitting off from the context in which we're which we we're, which we're alive and living, and. Uh, and when we're sort of confronted with these kind of all-consuming states of, um, of despair about ourselves and the world, um, it's like we, can't, we can only see what's wrong and we can't see like, anything beyond that. We're just kind of lost in the afflictive pattern. And uh, I was just thinking about when, uh, I'm sure some of you remember those pictures, used to get like, join the dots, and uh, you kind of have a lot of dots on a page, and you sort of put pencil line from one dot to the next, and it comes into a picture. You know, and it's like maybe a donkey or a rabbit or a flower or something like that. But somehow, this is this image of like dukkha dots, and it's kind of like we <laughs> have these kind of painful impressions of ourselves, and we sort of join them up and make a self. Out of that, and that's just, and only seeing ourselves in that way, and you know, this, this kind of picture of uh, the afflictive self that we, uh, you know, because we're, we're just, you know, we're linking these dots, and of course, between those dots, there's vast space, vast space that we, we, we're also um, part of and belonging to. And, uh, I just put a little bit of a. I promised I'd never read poems in it, but <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's Emily Dickinson because she certainly describes very well the the way that uh, kind of painful mind states can just kind of um, obstruct our, us from seeing anything, you know, beyond that, and just seeing this, uh, you know, into the past and the future. Just um, you know, just seeing this kind of darkness. And it's called the mystery of pain, <clears throat> and it says pain has an element of blank. I cannot recollect when it began or if there were a day when it was not it has no future but itself its infinite realms contain its past enlightened to perceive new periods of pain <laughs> so you know this way we sort of join up the dots and create a self based on our kind of failures and you know, mistakes we've made or kind of personal limitations and uh, with this cultivation of goodwill we're, we're kind of making a, an effort to, just, to, to stop constructing an identity um, around being uh, whether we think we're an aversive type or greedy or delusional you know, maybe all three you know, or going from one to the other and not much else going on <laughs> and just feeling stuck in that um, so rather than sort of getting lost in this self-blame and ill will and this kind of sense of uh, hopelessness uh, um, you know we can we can instead t- to kind of take refuge in our capacity to know that these are, that, that we have certain afflictive tendencies which maybe we're particularly prone to and uh, apply the skillful means to restore balance and uh, and to live in accordance with our deeper, truer aspirations, and we can maybe um, do this by you know sometimes a practice can be to recollect uh, specific acts of kindness, and uh, either can be um, acts of kindness that we ourselves have performed, and surely. I'm sure that everyone in this room has has some of those, and uh, just to actually, whether you know, large or small, to really bring those to mind and and recollect these, and and also acts of kindness are offered to us, you know, in a way, it's not so different. But just uh, bring, you know, bringing these to mind, and you know, maybe when we're feeling times of feeling like lonely or anxious or or afraid, just um, you know, considering that. You know, it's at some time we've been the recipient of somebody's love or, or kindness that we've touched somebody's heart in a in a sympathetic way. But, uh, you know, so it's like this kindness is it's not limited by the preconceived judgments of our rational mind, and it's just um, a kind of quality that, uh, as Ayananda and Bodhi was saying, in the meditation it just extends out from the heart, and, you know, and it it doesn't have. Any limitations in and of itself—it's uh, unlimited, measureless, abiding. And so, you know, the more we sort of see the kind of—I would say—the absolute use, uselessness, and harm of uh, dwelling in self, self-criticism, and uh, self-aversion—we can, you know, begin to practice letting it go, and uh, and it doesn't have to be more than that. It can be just quite simple, um, you know, I, I will not go there <laughs> in a way. It's not that we have to kind of create and maintain a perfect person who's ever beyond criticism and never makes mistakes. Because, uh, you know, that, that person, well, to my experience so far, doesn't exist. And so, we, you know, instead we just make this simple determination to just um, kind of stop beating ourselves up for our imperfections in a way to just uh, just with this genuine kind of quality of of kindness, goodwill we just begin to discern what it is that needs healing within us and uh, and just relinquish those those habits of mind which keep us stuck in a kind of afflictive Story of who we are. You know? So we don't give up on ourselves, you know, no matter what. And we, uh, instead, in kind of embracing our limitations with a with a kind heart, you know, not with a, a kind of harsh judgment. And uh, the the heart can do this. You know, the mind kind of tends to be better at the judgments, but the, the heart. Has this capacity for, uh, you know, forgiveness and uh, and for embracing and including, and uh, so instead of just kind of, you know, reacting or just kind of collapsing into a painful feeling or you know and kind of contracting um, around it and then kind of into a sort of defensive stance, we we rather, you know, open and allow it to pass through the, the kind of limitless quality of heart. And you know, unlike, um, unlike this kind of stance of defensiveness, it's like, um, it's like a pro- protection sort of crystallizes around the kind of beauty of the open heart and the, you know, the potential for a response which is kind of freed from, from harm and from cruelty and uh, sort of blaming and judging and uh, you know, some practices for you know, kind of um, developing this and protecting the heart is the kind of i would suggest the cultivation of gratitude and uh, and generosity um, and these are qualities which are kind of sh- which sh- strengthen us and uh, in this way we kind of we kind of developing the fortitude to respond um, in a skillful way you know, no, no matter what others are doing to us or you know, just uh, we can make this intention to do no harm and uh, in this way we we're kind of um, we, you know we're blessing the space we're blessing the space within us and around us and uh, you know, it's a way of relating to how we relate to our internal experience, um, so we're sort of blessing ourselves internally in this way, and and also, you know, how we relate to others. We, you know, we, we bless the space by not adding, um, you know, not adding more anger or aversion. We, uh, we rather choose to um, uh, abide in the in the in the kindness of the of the, the goodness of the heart. And, um, and also, like acts of generosity, you know, whether they be large or small, they uh, they kind of support a sense of self-respect. So, in a way, this is already um, you know to it's, a, it's a, a generosity towards ourselves to to be generous with with others, um, and they kind of also just sort of challenge the tendency to to kind of feel like we're hoarding things up for ourselves, and and then. Needing to defend our things and our, ourselves from others, uh, uh, it's kind of a way of, of recollecting sangha um, in this way, and just to, just remembering that we're actually in communion with others who you know, um, who are also subject to kind of sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. That this is, uh, you know, according to the Buddha, this is. Uh, Part of the human experience, and no, no one can escape this. And so, you know, we just re- recollect that, uh, you know, in a way, this is the sort of deeper meaning of, of one way of thinking about sangha. Just uh, remembering that we are all we're all subject to these uh, these challenges, and so you know, others may may hurt us or. You know, surely let us down, but but we can choose you know, to to not hurt them, you know, and uh, you know, just uh, do, you know do our best to to show up for others where you know when whenever possible, because uh, this much we can do. This we can't, you know, we can't control, you know, others or pre- you know prevent them from behaving in the ways that they do. But you know they're. Going their own way according to their karma, but we can bring forth our, our own good qualities of, of forgiveness and uh, uh, restraint, restraining from reactive patterns and uh, patience, just being patient with others. we just recognizing that, well, you know, according to wherever they, you know, their capacity at this point, that's the best they could do. You know, this, uh, Certainly can be helpful thinking about our parents sometimes. Certainly been helpful for, for me to reflect in that way and just uh, recognising that while well, they did enough to to get me here, and uh, so you know we kind of you know we have we have these qualities and, and it's you know very important that we can really. Cultivate and, and deepen into our, our recognition of, the, of these good qualities that we do have, and kind of apply this sense of gladness or mudita towards ourselves. This kind of rejoicing in, and uh, just delighting in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the goodness that we already have, that's already there, and just and not not um, not sort of following the tendency to just dismiss it or, um, you know, kind of just. Just uh, sort of always be kind of trying to like this sense that there was like some other intention. It's, I mean, it's quite likely that there's always a bit of a mixed intention until we're enlightened. But just knowing that the, that the base intention was uh, one of goodwill and good heart, and uh, you know, to just really kind of consciously you know acknowledge that we're you know we're just uh, we, we, you know we're culti- we're cultivating these qualities so it's a, you know it's a, you know the Buddha spent lifetimes you know, cultivating the qualities of uh, what are called the parami the perfections and the qualities of truthfulness and goodwill and determination and uh, patience equanimity and uh, you know a lot literally eons is described in the in the scriptures of um, of practice to, to develop these qualities, so you know we have to really be patient with ourselves in in this cultivation, you know, just uh, you know beginning beginning again and again with intention, and, uh, and you know only only through really deepening our recognition of this this potential goodness have we got any on well, my senses any chance of really meeting the the suffering in it and the the pain of experiencing you know, the 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 places in ourselves that we you know still need a fair bit of work if we' are going to be able to meet those in a in a sort of skillful way um, and with an open heart that doesn't just kind of contract you know again into a kind of harshness or kind of judging or you know, kind of uh, these kind of um, habitual patterns, we you know in order to be able to meet that stuff with an open heart and a willingness to really. See see things as they are. That we need to still work on. We really need to have this awareness of our, you know potential for good, um, and it's um you know it's like an ongoing uh, applied effort. It's not you know, this is certainly not a quick fix, and um, you know to not simply just get lost in our kind of I guess like default modes in a way, just the the sort of well worn tracks that the mind goes down, um, you know, the sort of uh, old familiar and uh, just becoming sort of, uh, kind of mired in negativity. So, you know, no matter how often we lose it, um, you know, we don't serve ourselves by just simply dwelling on our failures and uh, giving up on ourselves. We, you know, we just simply have to sort of take note, take note of, of where we went, where, where we've gone off, where we've lost, you know lost the plot somehow I and mean, we have these expressions in our language because it's a very common experience so you know we just in our practice we just recognize where we went off track and we um just be you know begin again you know just uh, maybe if we have to do this a, a thousand times a day it doesn't matter we just you know, we just keep uh, just resetting and uh just re- renewing our commitment to cultivate goodwill and, and a kind heart and acceptance, and, uh, and this much, you know, is possible. And uh, in 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 any moment that we that we kind of realign our heart with our deepest values and intentions, uh, we can we can begin again. This is our this is our human potential our highest human potential I would say Uh, and it's um, you know I can sit here and talk about it but you know it sounds very nice but it's no small task in a way this is uh, you know important to remember that we're we're, we're kind of working against very deeply conditioned ways of being Um, so we you know, really, must take heart, even in our smallest successes. Um, and just um, smallest successes to be kind, or just uh, you know, just, just bring, even just bringing to mind the reflection, um, "I mean no harm." Um, and this can be a comforting and, and a very helpful reminder, because even with the you know these. Best of intentions, you know. We, we're still gonna, we're still gonna make mistakes and disappoint somebody, and uh, you know, we we may just need to bear with the pain of remorse for a while. You know, that's um, you know, but we, you know, we can do this, and we don't, we just don't give up on ourselves. So we must. Um, we must kind of develop the skill to, to offer to ourselves the like the same generosity of heart we would probably any of us like offer to a dear friend who you know, has just lost their way and uh, just you know maybe needs a little support to get 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 back on the right track. Um, and just you know we just as we would ask our, our dear friend or you know, just see what's, you know, what's needed to help. Maybe they just need space, maybe, you know, they need a little kind of uh, picking up in some way or, you know, just in whatever way is appropriate to hold and support them. We, you know, we try to discern what that is and, and do our best to, to offer that. And, and this is also, you know, the way we need to be relating to ourselves and our, you know, our experience of ourselves when we've kind of uh, lost it again, or when somebody's blaming us and feeling let down by us, when we've kind of you know misjudged the situation somehow. I, I heard one um, translation of the, the word sin as being like more like missing the mark, and I found this was sort of a very helpful way of um, thinking about it. In a way, just this sense that actually, we you know we. Uh, you know, we just we don't you know we don't mean to we don't mean to cause harm, but sometimes we just haven't assessed the situation in the right way, and uh, you know we kind of miss the target, you know, and so we just uh, you know we just be- begin again, you know, and uh, and if we're kind of stumbling around in the sort of darkness of um, of these you know, kind of ill will. Difficult, afflictive patterns. We can, we can think of kind of kind of kind-heartedness and goodwill as a kind of light that we bring to bear on our experience and uh, and to kind of light the way that leads us out of suffering. Uh, and this is a, you know, it's as I said, it's like a measureless abiding, and this is a, a quality of heart that wishes to. Uh, to care for and nourish and, uh, and, and include, in, include, include it all, include all of who we are and, and allow all beings you know, the, the possibility that, to, to receive this uh, wish for their, wish that they may be well from us. Uh, and uh, and uh, well, we can really take refuge in this. You know, living in this way will uh, both bring much benefit to our our experience of ourselves, and you know, also, I um, Gandhi says somewhere, that it's like a being the change you want to see in the world. In a way, as we also begin to, by living in this way, we begin to create uh, the kind of world that we that we wish to to be living in. And, uh, it's um very much needed at at any time. It's certainly you know that the these times now. So. Really, just you know, adopting this um, attitude of, of humility, just remembering that uh, it's, you know it's, it's small steps, you know, and it takes courage to see, you know, to really see the places that we're, you know, where we still, you know, have to. Um, there's still work to do, but only through being willing to, you know, really see these places and uh, develop the kind heart. Or do we do we begin to, uh, you know, to change change um, you know, change the experience of uh, you know, the sort of domain of experience within which we're you know we're we're dwelling, and we just keep um, just keep doing this in in each moment, and uh, it can be helpful to you know sometimes to think about the you know, the, the sort of promises of enlightenment and these great aspirations, but, you know, this, um, because uh, sister was saying these are kind of uh, like guiding stars there, you know, like this the simile of the saw, this, uh, even somebody's cutting off our limbs, not, not a thought of, not allowing a single sort of aversion to arise, but it's just, just uh, you know, also just to, you know, to really just to come back to just every, you know, every moment that we, you know, just even consciously let go or abandon a thought of of ill-will and just come back to the, the, the kind of, the innate goodness of our hearts.